Hello and welcome to the Book by Book, a podcast about the odd book or two you've read. I'm your host Scott and I'm not alone, Toby's here too. This episode we're talking about Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. It's going to be a fairly spoiler heavy episode, so if that's okay with you, continue on and I'll see you on the other side. Sports team. I did join a five-a-side football club. Before we start, mm. hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us again in this uh, review of a book or a film or whatever it is. It's a book by book, so you know it's a book. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for joining us. Um, please like and subscribe. We usually leave this till the end, mm. and we're going to try and start with this so that we can gauge how many people actually listen to get this far into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could like it, that would be amazing. And if you haven't subscribed and you're hearing it for the first time, if you could subscribe as well, you would make our summer. My, uh, my understanding is you're being hit by wildfires. Yeah. The wildfires and air pollution. Like I'm over here. We're getting pictures of what looks like Blade Runner 2042 but it's New York City. Mm, it's sort of sweeping around. So I don't quite know how it works, but maybe not today being the Sunday, but some point in the week there was like over 100 separate wildfires Whoa. raging in, in Canada. I don't know how that works. 100, like if that's, if one fire breaks off into two fires, like the mm. middle bit goes out. Uh, mm. So so in my head, I'm thinking of one giant wildfire with breaks mm-hmm. or literally in a hundred different areas different fires broke out either way it's not great it's it's i think it's a lot around ontario and yeah. here in toronto it just got like it looked a bit smoggy and you could mm-hmm. just taste it in the air like someone right. was like barbecuing yeah okay. uh, i didn't think it was that bad but i've been sick all week and i thought i started off just hay fever and i was like okay mm. well it's hay fever and the smoke's making it a bit worse and I did go for an epic swim. Well, I went for a swim. For me, it was epic. For most swimmers, <laughs> just a swim. It was like an hour swim, solid. Okay, um, yeah. And the next day, I was just awful. My sinuses were just effed. Um, but I must admit, some of the some of the imagery that's coming out of it, although it's not great in any way, shape, or form, it does look like amazing, like proper fantasy mm, environments and scenes. Photography. And oh, it's just... You know, you can imagine you're in the Forgotten Realms or something like that with this red hue just spreading everywhere and, like, buildings raising up, rising out the smog and stuff. Mm. We, cool. we were hanging around in um, Birmingham once, and I was like, it's it's for anyone who doesn't know, I'm like a VFX worker, listeners, mm. and I always feel like I can't really transfer these skills to, any, to anything else. Anything mm. anyone comes up with, it's, like, more or less the same thing. I work in film and TV, and people say... Oh, why don't you do advertisements? Like, yeah, that's that's just the same thing, you know. Or like, I, I don't really have an eye for photography. It just right. So I was sort of looking into like coding or just something different, like a backup. Mm. And you sort of knocked in. I was like, what would you do if you were like, if if your industry was just wiped out? Mm. You were like, ah, oh, you know what? I'd just love to own a little coffee shop. Mm. Exactly that. <laughs> Perfectly. Yeah. No, I would. I would. I really like. The idea, and I, funnily enough, I was speaking about this last night with a a an owner of a place called Tilt, which is a bar that specialises in uh, pinball machines. Oh, nice! So, 
full of pinball machines and they have coffee and they have alcohol mm. and they have a license and they rent out spaces. And I was talking about this to her last night, how she got started and things like this. And I um, just went for it and they've been going seven years now. They survived COVID and all those sorts of things. It was a really interesting chat. Um, and she was saying that, you know, sort of having a space that they can, and what they've done is they've taken, they've got this big spare room upstairs in their, in their venue and that they're now giving away for free. The only thing they take is what is made at the bar, made in the coffee and made from the pinball machines, but they offer oh, okay. the space out to free. And it was an idea that she came up with, and went, let's just do it. Let's have a go and see what happens. Mm. In, in the first three days, they got 30 bookings. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ranging from poetry, book clubs, just loads of different variety of things. And it really sort of infused me a bit to think, you know what? we can, You can do something like this quite easily. You mm, just have possible. to have the, the balls to go for it. Much mm. like live in our <laughs> book, we're going to be talking about legends and lattes. Mm. Um, and you... go, also, we're talking about uh, just speaking briefly about the this sort of idea of changing industries and things like that. This is exactly what the author of this book did. He was a computer game programmer mm. and and shifted. Mm-hmm. Got fed up with it. Was working in it for numerous years and decided that he was going to change industries and. Um, Next thing you know, he was he was doing on the side. He was doing narration. Uh, I don't. I've never heard of him, but uh, in a lot no. of interviews I've heard, people seem like he's 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 quite a renowned audio book mm. uh, narrator. Yeah. Narrator, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yeah, so we we are here today to talk about uh, a book called Legends and Lattes, mm-hmm. and then we have a little bonus at the end. Stick around for that called Pages to Fear, which is a short story that came at the end of the. The main book, Legends mm-hmm. of Lattes. So welcome. Hey, okay. hey, hey. Um, author Travis Baldry. Mm-hmm. Please um, like and subscribe. And... <laughs> please like <laughs> and subscribe. This Go is on, a 2022 book. It is indeed. It's a fairly new-ish in mm-hmm. the world. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a runaway hit. Yes, it is. It's a, Well, I wouldn't say it's a surprising runaway hit, but it's a runaway hit for sure. For a lot of the reviews I was looking at, for the review roundup or readers' reviews, 39,000 positive five star reviews and mm-hmm. 451 star reviews. That's on Goodreads. I don't, you probably knew this already, but it was written as part of the, the NanoWrite month. Mm-hmm. NanoRimo. Yeah, which we've done yeah. ourselves several times or, or, or we've attempted it. Yeah. I think Picked for up two years. Several times. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And set ourselves rules and engaged in trying to write our own novel. Mm. So it's interesting. We'll go into a bit more depth about this later on, but it's just interesting seeing this writer's approach to and struggles with writing this during that month. That was what instigated it. Oh, so nice! I born out the back of that. Mm. This guy seems a very cool, easygoing. Mm, um, no, um, who just yeah. knocked it out of the park and published yeah. it, and in three months he had it. <laughs> yeah, but he, he basically, yeah, it was he self released it on Amazon as well, didn't he? Originally, mm-hmm. and then That's, it was it was it was doing so well. They were like, well, okay, the thousands of one uh, five stars. What caught Tor's attention in a matter of mm-hmm. months? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. He basically caught a perfect storm, a, a zeitgeist that people were looking for something different and he nailed it by the sounds mm. of it anyway let's go into the synopsis a brief mm-hmm. overview of what the book is about 
After a lifetime of bounties and bloodshed, Viv is hanging up her sword for the last time. A battle-weary orc aims to start afresh, opening the first ever coffee shop in the city of Thune, but old and new rivals stand in her way of success. Not to mention the fact that no one has the faintest idea of what coffee actually is. <laughs> if Viv wants to put the blade behind her and make her plans a reality, she won't be able to go it alone. But the true rewards of the uncharted path are the travellers you meet along the way. And whether drawn together by ancient magic, flaky pastry or a freshly brewed cup, they may become partners, family and something deeper than she could ever have dreamt. Nice. I've got a little bit more about the author. Travis is a full-time audiobook narrator, as we've uh, discussed already. Um, what are your thoughts on audiobook or narration? Have you ever thought about doing it? Um I have. Uh, I've, I've missed that window with AI taking over. I've heard of like mass audiobook narr- like narrators laid off because AI is starting to hit that pitch. Personally, it feels if I'm watching one of those YouTube videos, I, I feel like I can definitely tell an AI mm-hmm. voice, but that doesn't mean it's not just getting sophisticated by the day. Yeah, I love the idea, but the um, I just don't think I've got the inflection or the, the voice for it. Uh, there right. was a website where you put like 10 minutes of footage on and then people like, mm. would, like choose your thing and hire you. I just never got around to it. So in short, yes, I have thought about it. No, I haven't done it. Yes. Same, similar thing. I looked at it very briefly and I was just like, do I feel like I have the ability to A, sit down long enough and record an entire book? Mm. It would be fun to give it a go, I think. At least one book. Try like a short story or something like okay. that. See well, what happens. Well, Brilliant. All right, we'll get one for you. We'll figure we'll figure something out. Yeah, okay, cool. We'll figure a short for you. Um <laughs> where where are we at next? Uh, where was I? He he spent decades designing and building video games, and the idea for the novel was born from narrating endless fantasies novels that usually involved due to his voice. Mm. Male protagonists facing world-ending threats, mm. high drama, and characters emotionally calibrated around that sort of storytelling. Then, sometime during the height of COVID pandemic during 2022, which you know that that was last year, we're sat here reading a book by an unknown author yeah, that was released last year. He wrote it in 2022, sorry, and it's just that's a that's incredible. Let's yeah, be that's what you want, yeah that he wrote during the height of COVID pandemic during 2022. He told some friends he wished he could read a Hallmark channel set in the Forgotten Realms, something akin to chicken soup rather than pub grub. Mm-hmm. When the National Novel Writing Month hit, he began writing, and the end result, after many iterations, was the book we're about to review. Nice. Have you ever read any of those ch- uh, chicken soup for the soul books? Nope, this is my first one. That was one of my questions later on, is what do you think to this uh, newfound genre? Although it's probably not new, and I'm just a new to me. <laughs> cozy, oh, cozy well, we'll, we'll come back to that then on yeah. question time. <laughs> Reader reviews? Shall I go into that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm interested reviews. to see you didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> the big search tones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the positives, we'll start with that. We've got Riley with... If Dungeons & Dragons had a baby with Animal Crossing, you... <laughs> 
get the absolute delight that is Legends and Lattes. This is the kind of fantasy I want. The coziest, cutest slice of life fantasy about an orc who wants to quit the barbarian business and open up a coffee shop. Cue the loveliest cast of characters who help her on this endeavour. Please, author, give me more of this. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yun. Oh, my word. Is cosy fantasy a thing? Because I absolutely need more of this in my life. I don't know what I expected going in. The cover would have made me think it's some sort of Dungeons and Dragons fanfic. But I don't know anything about the game, so I imagined this wouldn't be my jam. <laughs> I was so wrong. Ah, this story is just bringing me joy and heart on every page. To read it is to be enveloped in the gentlest, warmest of hugs. You don't have to be an orc or bounty hunter to fully appreciate the themes in here of starting anew, finding yourself and a place to belong and opening your heart to never thought of possibilities. In such a core part of the human experience, this book captured a most lovely rendition of it. Uh, One more positive. Tammy. Most of these were females, I noticed. There's a lot of female reviewists. Oh, okay. Um, This is from Tammy. Look, is this objectively the best book I've ever read? No. But do I have a single negative thing to say about it? Also, no. I like that one. Yeah. She sort of summed up my thoughts, if I'm honest. Yeah. Negatives. Leah, if this is the future of fantasy, then count me out. There is just nothing to this story. No imagination interesting relationships, intriguing themes, etc. The characters all begin and stay one-dimensional, and instead of fantasy version of cafe, we just get a replica of Starbucks or any contemporary cafe chain with the exact same menus, equipment, social norms, and patterns of cafe interactions. I want to see more kindness and collaboration in fantasy, but here we have got artificially sweetened wish fulfillment where nothing felt earned. In summary... Cute premise, but it delivered watery instant coffee instead of a cinnamon latte with cream. Oh. Yeah. yeah this is Sophie, a self-proclaimed fantasy book addict. I feel bamboozled and betrayed. I generally don't understand the hype. I often hear this pitched as a cosy fantasy, but it's the most boring fantasy I've ever read in my entire life. The plot was non-existent, the characters felt flat, and the character dynamics poorly explored. At one point, I was actively rooting for Viv's downfall, not because I hated her as a character, but because I was so bored. Clearly, I'm not the target audience. I was going to say, what what are her other, what are the books she loves? At mm, what point is it just, that's that's what cosy fantasy is. It's like me reading an action going, there's too much violence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One last one in the negatives, Mr. or M. Greggs. The target demographic for this book is people who have never read a book, who have spent their lives in coffee shops watching other people read books and wondering what it might be like to read the book themselves. (laughs) I'm not the target demographic for this book. (laughs) Oh, wow. Mm, I I guess I wonder if there's a percentage of people who just the hype came on the hype and therefore Mm -hmm. it was just a hard sell. Interesting. I guess I like the the negative ones just because I couldn't, I was wondering... I, I imagine they all just be not for me, but I can see why people like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, that, I think they, I think they do bring up some interesting points in their sort of like the the two dimensional characters, uh, not two dimensional, but the sort of lack of distinct character arcs. I think 
Mm. They sort of arrive, they set up, they face a, a, a bit of adversary, but not much. I guess my response was supposed to be, I think that's the point, though. Yeah. That's the coziness. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, cozy fantasy. Have you read any before this one? Uh, it depends if you if you put Terry Pratchett in that group. Mm. Not necessarily all of Terry Pratchett's, and I guess very much like the cozy mystery. I wonder if there's some clear bullet points of, like, you know, this setting, like, it can't be mm. a bigger risk than this but there's a couple that spring to mind of Ted Pratchett or moving pictures which mm-hmm. is I don't know if like satire parody sort of brings it out of the cozy mystery but in in moving pictures it's just Discworld tries to create Hollywood oh wow and they start okay. making movies in going right. postal uh I think they just create a post service right you know, like a like an envelope like a, mm. a FedEx style private thing uh I do I don't I don't remember what I've read of his. I, I try to read them all in an order and it's just that they're, they're very hit and miss for me. But I think one of my favourite moments, I think is back in one of the first ones when Flowers arrives and he's just sort of like a really like, what's it called when you're like innocent, naive. naive he tries yeah. to explain to a barman like insurance. <laughs> right. This world has never heard of insurance before. So then the moment he turns around, the barman sets his bar on fire and starts like a city fire because he's like, I'm short. I'm just going to get some money from that guy now. <laughs> um, Brilliant. So I uh, know I don't think he is by far the first person, but I think it's it's just sort of, you know, hit that, hit a, a big populace. Mm. Um, I guess Discworld can feel quite um, like excluding because it's okay. such a... If you've ever come across that sort of feeling where something just feels like someone else's because it's you've come onto it quite late and there's yeah. so much of it and people yeah, it's a vast people have a list of their favorite twenty five books mm-hmm. and the 20, like this you know a hundred books and I guess this is quite just a modern one that mm. you know people everyone put drinks coffee yeah <laughs> yeah they just coffee and there's like I don't know the satire but people can get on board with this of like I don't think we're the only people to have had the coffee. A little coffee house dream. Yeah, no, definitely not. Be your own boss. Um, yeah. So it taps into probably quite a grounded, normal escapism fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. That's that's definitely how I felt reading it. I was just like, oh, this is so, this is lovely. I'm really mm. enjoying the idea and experiencing somebody having an idea and seeing it through, leaving behind and taking the risks. And I think it, 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 it relayed that and portrayed that quite well. I don't, one of the negative reviews mentioned the fact that it was too much like a coffee shop, a here coffee shop, and mm. less fantasy coffee shop. The only, the only fantasy element really of the coffee shop was the some of the characters <laughs> and the setting, yeah. Mm. Do, do, would you agree with that? Would you, did you think feel like you wanted more... Of a fancy element question. When I heard the concept, like this, this sort of blipped up on my radar quite a while ago. Not quite when it hit its fame, but I guess when it was released. And so I was sort of intrigued. I was like, you know what? I think I've got to read that. We talk about coffee enough on this given podcast. Like it's a fantasy book. Yeah. I was like, I think Toby might dig that. And I'm always trying to like, let's let's do some fantasy. So maybe this is the perfect book for us. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like she came to our world on a mission. Like there right. Was wizards. Yep. And that she sort of came into our world for a mission, like tele- not teleported, you know, like yeah, yeah. Like teleported for, for like a crazy fantasy mission and dimension jumped. And then that's where the coffee came from. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was disappointed, but for example, we just find out that the gnomes in the gnomish land have just mm-hmm. like created coffee. They sort of I don't know. It doesn't feel like they switch race for spe- species. Is is mm-hmm. that makes sense? Like the gnomes didn't come off as like Italians. No, the fridge, you know what I mean. <laughs> there but... was a very distinctive difference, yeah, between all the different races. They were just like almost just people. But again, does that tap into the cozy, the cozy element of it? Mm, I mean, I, I guess it was intentional. Mm. I guess he wanted to give us something so familiar in an alien setting, mm. as it were. I, I guess, like, I don't know if you're asking, like, was the uh, coffee machine going to be some crazy? If, invention mm-hmm. that doesn't mm-hmm. actually mirror our espresso machines <laughs> yeah. and coffee makers i guess so i guess i guess it just felt like that would have been bogging it down in detail yeah that isn't yeah. really what i was worried or concerned about mm-hmm. so i didn't i you're probably right or that that person's probably right like it's just oven for oven coffee for coffee mug for mug yeah. there was yeah. no new inventions outside of the no. magic stone but i i didn't i didn't personally mind that no, um, I didn't either. I I didn't have I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I just kind of wanted it to get on with the niceness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly it. It, lay, it. it allowed us to spend more time with the characters mm. and the, the adventure of setting up and facing what amounted to a very few challenges. I did like that you mentioned the stone there, the, the, the scarlet stone. I think mm. that's, how I, that's how I read it. Which is if, for those that uh, spoiler warning for those that haven't read it. It's basically, she has this stone, which we open the book on, which she takes down this huge beast. It's our last battle. And you literally, you come in on the final swing and mm. she plunges her hand in, pulls out this stone. It's in essence, like the heart, I guess. And this is a mystical item that is supposed to bring or favour the owner with riches. Heart's, heart's content. Yeah, a heart's like, content. Like yeah. just draw in what, what your wishes are. Mm-hmm. And her Viv, who is the barbarian, is her wish is to retire from slaying and run this coffee shop. Um, and she buries it under the flagstones of of the of the coffee shop that she's working in. Mm. And it starts to pick up very quickly and is very successful in the small town that, that she's having it in. And she's never sure whether it's because of the stone or whether it's because of the success. atmosphere, the coffee, mm. and everything else like that, and that's what the crux of the, I guess the, the rise intention and fall intention that you generally look for in a book. That... Mm, I guess that's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, um, and it plays out quite nicely towards the end about what is and how much of an impact the stone is have or has. Mm. Um, but we'll let you find out for yourselves, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'd have to. We'll, we'll try to go mid spoiler level, like we won't. Yeah, we'll yeah. just give away the clunky ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, clun- the clunky ending. Oh no, no, we we won't clunk <laughs> the ending. Oh, we won't clunk the ending. I was going, whoa! <laughs> you're, you're really into cooking and food. Mm, I, you know what I was going to do? As a, I was going to try and cook a thimblet recipe <laughs> at the back of the book and try it on stream, but I never got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you do, send us a recording. We'll definitely put it yeah, on the channel. Yeah. That's a biscotti. A thumb. A thimblet was just. Like just a biscotti, a biscotti, biscuit, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow, thimble. Like I think oh, something I loved about this. Yeah. I will get back onto the food. Is that it felt like it could just stop in tracks and equivalent of like, like camera pan follow any mm-hmm. of the characters mm-hmm. for like the rest of the book, and I would have been okay with that. 
yeah, each yeah, character. No, they weren't massively deeply complex, but no. in, in a very human way, they just had human wants and needs that mm-hmm. weren't like, I guess, like the coffee shop mirrored more how we feel about people that mm. we, we might get a glimpse of what someone wants in the world or isn't afraid to go or like a personality traits. Yeah. Without it being super dramatic or over the yeah. top. Yeah. Uh, completely agree. Some people, I guess, didn't like, mm-hmm. but I, I was just, I, I thought it was super sweet. Like I raced through yep. this book, like it's a couple hundred pages in total with the yeah. short story, still under 300 pages. Mm-hmm. It's one of those books where I want to slow down, soak it in mm. whilst I'm gobbling it up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Absolute delight. Have you ever read any of the the Red Wall books or seen the Red Wall cartoon? No. That's no, that's no. a nice one for food porn. That right, okay. just stop for a big feast and it'll mm. just be pages of describing uh, mice eating. So it was very reminiscent of me for me, mm. this one. Mm. But this I don't think nitpick's the word, but at what point it's like, oh no, Thimble's taking over. This is now a bakery shop that sells coffee. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Thimble was great. He was uh, great. I loved it. I loved his um the quietness to his character, yeah, like the barely words. saying aware anything whatsoever. And everything was done through expression and grunt and just mm-hmm. excitement. Like the joy he gets from having a double oven was just like, oh, I really felt it with him. I was like, go on, make mm. me some more. <laughs> yeah, just the just the slow progression of like the band of merriment. I guess the first one is is her like a carpenter. Yeah, Cal. Cal. And there's just really sweet moments where we see him like just being won over and like not really understanding it, but being won mm-hmm. over by her, I guess, and just the mm-hmm. passion of it. And I think he he's the one who comes up with the sign and the name. And mm-hmm. that was just a super sweet moment when he was like almost shy, like, are we friends? Yeah. Have I overstepped the mark by yeah. naming your coffee store and getting a sign printed? Are you are you we've talked about it a bit before? I never know if I made the edit. Have you have you watched or played the game Coffee Shop? No, but you have mentioned it, yes. It is. I mean, it's literally the, the cosy gaming. So, fantasy right. show coffee. I was wondering if that guy sort of, as a gamer, was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you are a barrister gamer, and it's all your point of view. You don't see your hands or anything. And it's mm. basically a text-based game. And you're sort of, I think you're in like Seattle, but you're in a sort of funky world where orcs and succubus and, and aliens exist. And they just come into your coffee shop and talk through their problems, like through text, mm-hmm. and you talk back. And every now and then you make them a coffee and you learn different coffees and you sort of have to gauge their attitude to make them the right coffee. And even then they just go, mm, that's not what I was expecting, thanks, and push the coffee away. <laughs> and I've never, I don't think I've got the constitution to play it, but I've watched people play it on Twitch a lot. Yeah. If, if you can get someone who's good at like narrating it, yeah so it's like because i have a desk job and when it's quiet it's a perfect game to just watch someone else play yeah and i my only problem is i can't find someone to play it from the bloody beginning i have to just come in right. someone's randomly so i've seen the middle of this game there's two of them like 50 times i'm like someone yeah. i want a message can you start again just for me <laughs> anyway ramble there, there's a i guess there are a lot of incidences of like cozy gaming mm. animal crossing and yes. that type of like low stakes, uh, mm-hmm. just for the fun of it, because it's just branching its way in a popular way to the, the novel format now. Yeah, I I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed this mm. and how quickly and how much I wanted to keep going back to it, like stealing moments 
just to catch a couple of pages, like going to the toilet at work and taking it with me. Oh, yeah, that's lovely yeah. when that happens. Like, yeah. You just can't yeah. stop. Talking about characters, who was your favourite of the characters? Is it too easy to say Thimble? Is Thimble like the minion, like the memorable, cute, loving one? Yeah. Uh, but would, would Thimble's own novel be too much? I don't think so, but... Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I think that's it. I don't think I had a favourite character. They just mm-hmm. all sort of got in bed and were like smiling and happy and huggy and hippie. And mm. it was just the the nature of this found friendship, you know, make your family, like you choose your family. Yeah. I I really, personally, I really enjoyed the uh, the, the cat. Oh, dire yeah. Wolf, the die wolf sized <laughs> cat. Die <dire> cat. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's just that. That, the idea of that that as a character was great. It's just like nonchalant. I just walk in, curl up, walk out, disappear, mm. lay where I want to, do what I want to, protect you if I need to, but carry on doing my own thing, vanish for weeks and then reappear. That was just great. Mm, very much the nature of cats. Mm-hmm. The thing of like the, the cat sort of does what it wants to do. Did you feel there was a clear because of, of the, the genre and the coziness of it and what you would normally have within sort of styles of writing is a clear beginning, middle and end. Mm. Do you feel that is necessarily applicable to cozy writing or genre? And did you feel this had one? Uh, yes and yes, to be honest. It still felt mm. like we had a clear, you know, she set out to make a coffee shop and then the trials and tribulations of like making it, finding the place. Mm-hmm the sort of anxiety of like no customers, like customers like coming yeah. in and not spending yeah, I anything. I really felt that, yeah. Uh, and then sort of becoming a success, but also uh, one of the sort of many, I don't think sideline, but just strands of the story was just that there's mm-hmm. like a sort of sort of mafia racket, sort of demanding yes. like protection money and, and Viv being like a sort of six and a half foot orc with muscle yeah. and the history of fighting <laughs> just refuses. Yeah, and so there's always the ground. This, threat of you know someone like oh, you better pay by monday mm-hmm. uh, which sort of comes in full circle i thought that played out quite nicely again it, it, there was always the fear that it could easily fall back into battle hardened mm. it never did it, it refrained from doing that and it, the characters literally addressed that as a an approach and like i mean that's you you you've left left this this world behind mm. don't don't step one foot back into it, otherwise you'll probably go. You end up two foot back into it. Mm. Uh, I guess I don't know if this is like getting a bit of spoiler warning. So if, if you mm. just haven't read this, but you're tempted, just it's just really joyful. I think you know, mm-hmm. even if you don't love it, I think you won't dislike it. Mm. There's a scene at the end where she basically chooses the coffee machine over her sword. Mm-hmm. It's just like the moment I was like, she's made it, she's done it. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter anymore. Like she's. She's been cautious this whole book about, like, I think she even tries to cheat at one time where she gets her old guilds together. Yes. And they're like, so are you just asking us to go and kill them rather than you? <laughs> then, uh, no, but I thought you could. And it's like, yeah, that's the can... same thing. It's basically <laughs> you're, you're just using force. And yeah, I think at one point she says, like, like her sword hangs above the, the coffee bar. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the equivalent of having like a bar with a like a baseball bat, just like a you know, just be caught. Just we're not we're not chumps here. Yeah. But at one point, she actually says like, "You should throw this guy out." And and it was something like, "Yeah, but I just don't want, I don't want the stories of like, ah, oh, don't mess with this coffee shop owner." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did. I didn't want the thuggery of it to overtake yes. the coziness of it all. Like I wanted to be yeah. a welcome place that people are safe from, not 
coming in cautious they're going to upset me mm-hmm. I, that's what i liked about the character of tandri i thought she was a really good moral compass mm. the, the succubent um and she yeah she's largely the yeah the conscience of the the, the moral direction that she's mm. the one that's very much like just don't even delve slightly in this world when she brings a group back together and says could you deal with this and she's like but deal with it in a way that doesn't involve violence <laughs> yeah uh, uh, I guess I, so. yeah that's what i liked about her character Tandri's mm. like a succubi and i guess she mm. sort of nods to this like i guess improvement of like a homophobic past not from mm-hmm. her like she's been like kicked out mm. of, i guess she talks about is it like a equivalency of university or studies mm-hmm she just wasn't accepted and i guess yeah. uh like just very gently we sort of nod towards like, like a romance yeah bludging romance mm-hmm. between Tandri i'm and sure Dave. i didn't expect i did not see that coming at all and it was a nice surprise mm. do you feel like it was necessary like we're just piling on the gushing happiness of everything like she's not just getting yeah, a coffee shop yeah. she's getting a full happy ever after <laughs> yeah yeah i guess that's what i was there for so i was even yeah, though I, I guess expect it again. I was like pleasantly surprised at the sort of the awkwardness of this fledgling romance and the sort of awkward silences that weren't there at all at the beginning, and then slowly drip fed in. And and you know when when everything was going to pot and she needed somewhere to stay, that's where she went. And mm. then there was the especially yeah. seeing it from from Viv, just this like on the outset confident. You know, mm. I, we we get you know, being being host narrator, like the narrator thoughts of like how she was she was worried about the, the unsuccess, but for everyone else, she was just this bullshit, like yeah. not demanding, but knew what she wanted, mm-hmm. like goal-driven woman. And then to see her sort of like get giddy and shy and, and like, yeah, I don't know, like yeah. <laughs> killing her moments was super sweet. Yeah. yeah, that was great. The character of Vib was very well realised. Hmm. Really, really good. And like just the idea of her not sleeping in a in a bed and everything was about the coffee shop and nothing was about her. Mm. It's just about although it is directly indirectly about her and her dreams, like her self-care and everything was put to the side in favor of creating this and realizing this dream. So beyond the coffee shop, which was pristine and perfect, was mm. nothing in essence. Mm. And I thought that was really good. And again, Tandri just highlights that and says you need to focus on other things, not just this. <laughs> Take um, a break once in a while. Yeah, exactly. I also loved, I can't remember his name, but the Pendry, was it? I think it was Pendry. The musician. The musician. Mm. His, his, and he, but the way that he again goes on quite a nice little journey of nervousness turning up can i please maybe if you <laughs> don't mind sure okay i'm gonna have a go oh i'm really bad i'm gonna go shoom, runs off and then sort of returns sheepishly with his tail wedged between his legs two weeks later and one i was moment. really uh i guess a bit lost with his first performance was it mm-hmm. implying he like had a distortion and an amp and he just went like super heavy like he like he sort of pulled out some like nirvana like it wasn't that it was bad it was just like that scene in Back to the Future where Michael J Fox just rock, rocks out some futuristic rock and roll which the world isn't ready for yeah yeah and, and, and in essence I don't know whether it was necessarily rock and roll but it was, for me it was sort of like almost like wow, wow. <laughs> he just Jimi Hendrix stuff or something yeah. yeah whereas it should have been wow, wow, wow. 
right, right the setting was different <laughs> yeah. but i guess yeah we see him boom i guess there were a bunch of peripherals i felt weren't quite like i just would have liked to explore a bit more mm. Pendry's a prime example of one mm-hmm. and there's like a fun Penny. like a like a chess player yeah oh that was he was great and it's just sort of That's touched that. upon and I never, yeah. I wasn't sure. Like, is this future book? Is this just world building or like sequel mm-hmm. baiting? Or what do you, what do you think is his story? Uh, is he not? Um, uh, spoiler alert for this character. Is he not playing himself in the future? That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, but I so thought he tells us that. Yeah, he does, but yeah, I, 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 I don't quite get. My brain couldn't get it. I'm but I, that's why I mean, it out. just didn't explore. I'm not saying it had to like mm-hmm. give away his character, but just explore more because it just felt like a sort of side mission that didn't come up too much. I didn't know if it was kind of hinting at like, this is a sign that the coffee shop is successful mm. because he can um, sit in it in the future. Uh, um, but that that's kind of what I mean nice. about I, I just like would have that. liked it to have been explored a bit more. Yeah, wow. and, and I don't know. I think I think I think the fact that we could have this conversation about who the her or what. <laughs> I mean, at what point do we say it's NaNoWriMo and he might have thought, oh, crap, I've got another thousand words to do. Uh, uh, did I say there was an old guy playing chess? Right. Let me just right. I've done my thousand yeah. words for the day. I'll just stop it there. <laughs> Brilliant. He's playing himself in the future. Got, got, mm. got moving on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I gave a little bit of the audiobook go because I was okay. like, <sighs> So Travis Baldry is an audiobooker, like mm. a, a narrator, as we talked about. And so it makes sense he would narrate his own book. But this being from the POV of a woman, I was like, yep. is, is this one of those ones that's like, I, I probably wouldn't be used to listen to The Handmaid's Tale as narrated by, I don't know, like, you know, mm. like a guy. It just it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And so it was only a little clip I was allowed on like the preview and I don't think Viv was in the scene, but he does. He is good at audiobooking. I can see why he's hired for fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. He can just husk out his voice and just give different characters enough of a voice characteristic without going full right. cartoony. So it was, yeah. uh, I would be, I probably will check it out in later times, but the full audiobook, it does, it does get highly rated. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's his book. So he knows where the inflection was meant to be. Right. Okay. <laughs> he knows yeah, the drama yeah, yeah. he was going for. Which, yeah. So he's I, there's already a, a prequel. Yes, I did see that this morning. The, mm. the, the book zero and book one, which is this is book yeah. one. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that didn't enthuse me. I I just want the further adventures of this coffee shop. Not... Oh, okay, I've, that was one of my questions: is would you want more from these characters, or would you want different characters within the same world? Or I'd be happy for like Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, where like the coffee shop is the hub. And maybe mm-hmm. we follow a few different characters come and go, but we also see see like the the, the future of the coffee shop. Mm. Not, I don't think I'm ever too big a fan of prequels. I think let me think of some. Um, like my least favorite of the Dark Tower books is the prequel because I, I just feel like get on with the story, and you've just given right. me a thousand pages of this guy as like a seventeen year old, and I, mm. I don't care. I know how it turns out for him. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I guess the the Maze Runner had a few prequels and the the, the Hunger mm-hmm. Games. And I just think I, I'm not. I guess if for hard fans who are just like oh you know I, I need to know how this thing started, mm-hmm. but I'm just I, if it's good I'll enjoy it. But I'm, I'm I would always rather the future than the mm-hmm. past. And if it's that key, then it should be something that snuck into the existing books rather mm-hmm. than stopping the journey to go back 
Okay. So uh, which I, I don't think Legends and Lattes will be. I don't think we're on a journey in that sense. No. Listening to his interviews, like I said, he seems very, not too cool for school, but very nonchalant, very, like, just happy it was a runaway success. But, mm. you know, someone asked him, like, do you feel like you found, like, do, do you want to write in other genres or have you found a niche you found where you're happy? And very quickly, he's like, no, I definitely want to expand out. Right. You know, he says he he wrote it as an experiment. He just wanted to know what it was to write a book because he was dealing with author so much. Mm-hmm. He, he never... I think he knew he was going to like self-publish, but I think he just thought that was going to be it. And he said like dealing with tour publishers was a longer process than writing mm-hmm. the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has done a sequ- a prequel. Uh, this isn't a spoiler. From what I know, it's it's Viv in her like twenties, her early twenties. Okay. Interesting. Um, I guess if he's capturing the cozy, it's it's called like bone bone dust and yeah. bookshelves or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a similar concept in a like a quaint bookstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know enough about it to really speculate. But Did you... I don't, like I want these characters to come back and they're not yeah. going to in a satisfying way in a prequel. Within the essence of not looking for prequels or, or, you know, interested in hearing about characters and how they got to where they are, I guess it leads us nicely into the pages to fill, which is a, in essence a prequel about how she got the manuscripts that told her about the the stone that she uses and the level right, behind right, the, that. The, did, how did you feel that sat within this? I guess I take it you read it pretty much straight away afterwards. And no, I, I only read it yesterday. Yeah, same. Um, I, I, I was a bit bored. Were you? Lie. I just wasn't. I just. The thing is, I, I, I see it. It was the perfect little area for a short story. Like the ending mm-hmm. was the perfect note. Mm. Uh, like it, it almost could have been like the first chapter, but I just, like I said, it's just. I don't know. We've literally seen Viv go through these changes mm. and come out as the character we love and know and to have her go back. Um, mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with it, but I just, I just, I would rather a short story just about, I don't know, a stock mixed up and they, they, they you know, this is how they got <laughs> into like la, la, la almond milk and lactose yeah. fruit milk or something. Right. Uh, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it, but because of what it was like, none of that action or the high tension did I care about? Because that's not what this book was really about, save yeah. for like a climactic ending. And even mm-hmm. then it was about losing things rather than like the big action fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, I don't know, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it, but I, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't care. Right. Okay. I said, I quite enjoyed it. I liked, yeah. the, I liked the fact that I was, it was familiar characters Ooh. in an unfamiliar setting with a bit of action which is something we hadn't had really for the main story. And that was the point of it, but mm. it was nice to see them in. And it was, again, it wasn't really extreme action. It was lighthearted no, action. There was a, a, good, a, a skirmish in the house was got quite, uh, uh, I would say aired on the edge of brutal at times um, in its description, but it was nice seeing this writer write action mm. from a personal, like a, perspective of just trying to write and attempting to have written action in the past um it was nice seeing how it was done and how he took to it mm. uh, and brought uh, and what he brought to it and I, I really liked some of the entrances and the sort of like, no <laughs> that sort of i stuff. guess we get to see her guild in a bit more action yeah uh, yeah that was that was quite good fun i guess the highlight for me was with showing her heart like this she's sort of mm-hmm. they're sort of bountying up bounty hunting after someone and mm. then Viv kind of sees like why this person is doing it. Mm. 
uh, like what like this person is wanted for having like stolen something, for example. And then when there's like a bit of a heart story behind why they stole something, and it's mm-hmm. just a little genuine and uncynical, like they've mm-hmm. just sort of like, okay, I, I you know, yeah, you're not really this... like, yeah. she, I it's guess definitely... she understands like it's someone is arguably pursuing a dream. Yeah. Like someone wants out of their life. Someone wants to change tracks. Um, yeah. Which is just very yeah, on yeah, par definitely. with this novel. Like, can we, can we change our nature? Mm-hmm. It was very, it was nice to see the start of that turn, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, so you would follow up, you, you'll get a copy of the, the sequel, the prequel, like this world, you're happy to be in this world and with Viv. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I was pleasantly surprised to find that there was something else in this world. Um, mm. and I would love, I would definitely go and read it. I, say, I guess if I put faith in the author that like, it's just going to be this niceness just in another time. Like I got to remember, it won't be a gap of like, it's just Viv, a whole novel of Viv going, I just, okay, I'm going to get into this industry, but I, a part of me wishes I could have taken a course in a quieter life. Like it's going to be its own mini adventure and new mm-hmm. characters to also sort of fall in love with. Mm-hmm. That hopefully ties to this one. That's exactly what he says. Is there anything you can tell us about your next book? The safest thing, the safest thing I can say is that it's set in the same world, in the city of Thune, and features some new main characters. It's a standalone story, but has some familiar faces may pop up. I really enjoy series where individual books work by themselves and can be read in any order, but there is a cumulative effect of seeing more of the world the more you read them. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just going back to the writing and the challenges that I mentioned earlier on in the cast, that the writer felt, he was, he was asked, what was the most challenging aspect of writing Le- uh, Legends of Nartes? And he says, sitting down and putting words on the page. It still worked for me. And setting up a routine where I make regular daily progress is key. Since this always comes after a full day of my regular work, which involves interpreting someone else's fiction, there's a certain amount of endurance involved. In retrospect, everything is fun, but in the thick of it, it's just one word after another until the hit at the end of a chapter. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't take into account that he, he's like reading books all day. Mm-hmm. Like he comes home and does, you know, not does the same thing, but like if that worry if, you know, like if he's reading a good fantasy book at work and he mm-hmm. comes home and it's like, oh dear, I've just written a chapter that just mm. sort of I've just ripped off what I've been doing at work yeah. uh, I guess I, I he did say he planned this one out like he did sort of like create a bit of a skeleton to follow I think after years of failing NaNoWriMo mm-hmm. I think this year he said the year he did this was a bit more structured right mm. structure structure wannabe mm. writers it's the key uh, one other question I have for you in my list of questions do you think this story works without the fantasy elements Oh, uh, I guess so. But then, like, half the fun is the fantasy. Mm. Um, I guess I, it, like, I have a bunch of books on my shelf that are like, Penelope inherits her uncle's bookstore, a small rumshuckle store in, like, the back streets of France, and she just decides to give up her life and go for it. And that, like, I haven't read them, but I've probably got about four or five of a similar-esque right. concept about someone doing a bookstore and they're in our world so mm. i guess it seems odd because uh when we think of bookstores for example my first thought is a quaint independent mm. store but when i think of coffee my first thought is probably like big corporations and starbucks and oh, that's ones. interesting okay yeah um so i guess sure it would work 
but is it something I would have been drawn into without that fantasy element? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, would you have like being being a coffee enthusiast and having this sort of like, you know, semi dream yeah, of oh, just, just like yeah. I could do that if it had just been if I had another book? And I'm like, oh, there is another book. It's not necessarily cozy, but it is. It is about someone in our world, just a comedy setting up a mm-hmm. coffee store. I possibly yeah, I probably would have read it because because it is about coffee shop ownership mm. um, and the idea of it. Yes, I probably would have read it. The, the fantasy thing. element definitely pulled me in. It was the cinnamon on the cine bun. Exactly. The cover, you know, the cover for this book is beautiful. It's a really nice, mm. especially the one I've got. And then you've got the uh, the more fantasy-looking that... one, which is the interior. I believe one. this one is the original self-published one. Mm-hmm. And he massively credits the success of the book, massive portion of it, to this cover. Yeah. He's like, you literally, it summed up the book. So if you look at that, you get yeah. that in the book and that's down yeah. to the artist. So when he signed with Tor and they said, we're going to give you a new cover, he basically sort of tried to put effort into negotiating that this cover would be on the in page mm-hmm. of of the, I think it's the UK one, mm. the UK hardback. He wanted that cover a part of it because he just felt it become like an integral part. Why book. do you think Thor decided that he wanted to change the cover? I don't know. It's very often now you get a UK and an American mm. um edition right okay. uh, maybe it's to create demand on one or the other right i never know i i'm always interested i love it when uh if i can get an answer to why a name was changed like i love listening to screenwriters when they're like we adapted this play and if if they just change the name when when mm-hmm. it sometimes it feels arbitrary like they changed daniel to david and it's right like, why what was the reason like it's someone the, had to make a decision reason. to do that and you don't always get it but sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, there's another character later on called this, and we were just worried. Even if it's not a good reason, it's mm-hmm. nice to know that there was some thought into it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess it's sometimes they they might have wanted to separate because it had been a self-published book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he said that's where the short story came from. It wasn't a part of the original. He just felt like if, if he wanted to give people extra, if, if just in case they were buying it again. I don't know if the quality right. is probably upped with Tor. Yeah. But I think he did say, like the apart from the tour logo and like the the some of the tech info, like this is mm-hmm. the, this American version I have is the same as the, the self published. Right. Okay. It's always a dream, huh? Like I, um, I don't know. But like we've always sort of talked about, like we said, the NaNoWriMo and the dabbling mm-hmm. in writing, and I'd love to have done this. But I mean, I'm definitely on Travis's side of like it's not fun to write always. Um, <laughs> I guess he's that person. It's that, like, very hard. If you just wait for inspiration and that that. Oh yeah, I'm creating art. You're never going to get it. It's it's what's the mm-hmm. saying? Like one percent inspiration, ninety nine percent perspiration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess yeah. This this new. It's not even new, but this world of like self publishing can sort of change someone's life and blow up a book. I mm-hmm. guess it's still not the lucky few, but um, I don't know. I guess there's there's sort of a certain set amount of still paper and hard work to go and self publishing. I don't think it's because as easy as like nope. blah 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 scroll down hit hit the accept and i yeah. send them my pdf yeah um fiction i guess you still have to get like an outside editor or pay a copywriter yes. yeah to yeah, go through it and i guess that came through his own pocket because he just mm-hmm. thought i might get sales but it 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 sounds very uncynical like he didn't really do it with any profit in mind like he, i'm sure he thought he'd sell a few copies but mm. never in his dreams did he think he'd become like a number one seller mm. um and he does. He does say, and one of his questions is, 
what's the best writing advice you've ever received? Mm. He, he replies, use words you know in your own voice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, write what you know. Mm. You hear that a lot. You want to hit NaNoWriMo this year? <laughs> no, that's in November, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, a while. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, after reading this, Again, it goes into I. You know what? It's not. I'm not that far off. I'm pretty sure I've got something like this in me. I can write this. You know, I have. I have gnomes on the backs of walls, being chased by fairies and <laughs> by birds, and all sorts of things happening in my head, and they're paused. I just need to unpause them and carry on writing. I've written fourteen thousand words. Nice. I just need to write the other fourteen thousand. Mm. Do you know what and they I are? Have like? A short story. No, that's the problem. Are. I haven't mm. got, I've got no idea, and I need to find out what that is. I need to let them tell me um, and believe <laughs> like, in them. I think they have changed the rules for NaNoWriMo. Not that there were ever rules, but there was like, here's what it's meant to be. Mm. You know, it used to be like, you have to start a fresh project, blah, blah, mm. blah, blah. They've sort of gotten rid of a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's more about just just get some, just just try every day for yeah, this month put, to write put something. words on a page. You know, there are like stars i think you know like if you are yeah. going to do that then tick this box and not a reward but just like an email that says congratulations you get this yeah. like yeah incentivized. Uh, digital gold medal yeah it's been incentivized um, it's always very work-based for me i'm very project-based and i think last mm. year i was all hyped to do it and then my project shifted it was like it's all over like i, I can't really deliver i guess i was listening to a podcast called like if we can you can so i can't remember but yeah it was these two women who write and it's like you know we're both mothers who have full-time jobs so whenever you're feeling like you're too busy and i'm not saying our mothers of full-time jobs are the most busy people in the world but we have obligations that mm -hmm. have to be fulfilled and if it's like you can get up and write for like 15 minutes a day then that's what we do it's you're you're never too busy to write yeah you should yeah. just write a little bit we shall see. prioritization yeah but i've got a playstation and i like to sort of shoot shoot nazis in a fantasy no, uh, <laughs> It's, I don't know, it's hard. Like, yeah, good games that. No, the there is. The, 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 the industry of the world is created to distract us at the moment. And we have to switch those distractions off and focus on things that we really, really want, I guess, instead of what everybody else wants us to want. My, my biggest thing, mostly, is just confidence. I suddenly thinking, I think this is rubbish. <laughs> Am I just wasting my, is this embarrassing? Not is it just rubbish, but like, is this if I gave this to someone, would they like they wouldn't laugh? They would just be awkward. They do, yeah. They, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, uh, yeah. good one, dude. Good one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't even know how to give notes to something you did like it. this. Yeah, like, well done. You have written. You have. I can yeah. confidently say that you have written some words in a sentence, and so then then it gets to this point of like, okay, so am I just wasting hours? Mm -hmm. that's when it starts to crumble of like could i be shooting zombies now yeah i don't know i guess that's the because we've had it before when you know we went to like a film school when we're it's almost the whole we've talked about before trust the process when we're on a shoot and you're like oh, this is stupid i don't know what i'm doing right now and then yeah it's like remember your storyboard remember everyone is here to support you just go for it to worry about that at the end Mm -hmm. like if you're shooting and you're worried about the final product you don't even have a final product so you should be yeah. so lucky as to have a shit film because right now you don't have a film <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think it's quite clear we both give this one a thumbs up 
I 100% I loved it I really really enjoyed it um at no point did I ever feel like it was a chore to read um I like 39,000 others I would give a <laughs> positive five star review yeah I was just reading with glee mm. uh which is just super nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was I easy guess- to read yeah, and uh, through the process of this podcast, and I guess your future, and I am sort of like, you know, what I, I really read, read that prequel book with with mm-hmm. like a joyful anticipation. Not, ah, oh, it's gone this direction. I suppose I'll read it, but uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, and and sort of like, he can he can just make me feel this way. Mm-hmm. It's like give it like he's gonna give us something new, not more of the same, which arguably would be the very easy thing to do. Yes. I haven't read it yet, and I'm not saying it is just like simple, but uh, before the coffee gets cold, right? Okay, I'm gonna send you my like edition. A, a... We're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna read it. And we're gonna cover it. You're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. We we did cover it like one of our first ones, and you were so anxious I was gonna spoil it, and then I was anxious I was gonna spoil it. It's a very non-review. Uh, it's basically right. a time traveling coffee. Oh yes, in Japan. I, I thought I recognized it. Yeah. There's three of them out now. Oh wow! And I guess because because it's like arguably it's three shorts tied in with one. Yeah. It's quite easy to sort of keep going. You sit in, you sit in this coffee, you could sit in this seat, you drink a coffee and you will time travel to the same table and you can't get up and you can only talk to whoever's in that cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to just finish the coffee before it gets cold to return. So anyway, so my point was like, that's, I'm not saying it's easy to do a sequel, but it's very set up. For just, just keep going. There's, there's yeah. three in the first one, so it's like I just need three sweet or emotional dramas mm-hmm. that could tie into this, uh, I guess, format. But that's not to say it's formatic. But I, like I said, I haven't the sequels. Sounds perfect for a Netflix series. I think there's a a movie like a, a Japanese movie. Yeah, or a TV show. Absolutely yeah. set up for something like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I might want my coffee shop to feel like when I open it. Time traveling Japanese. Yeah, just a place you can go and get lost in and really recapture what it's like to be talking to people and Will enjoying you have conversation. Free Wi Fi in your coffee store? No, I won't have any Wi Fi. You, you won't be able to no I've, phones. I've walked out of coffee stores because there's no Wi Fi. Like I've gone to work. I've gone mm-hmm. for the like when I was first moved here and I was interviewing and I was waiting for replies. So I have, there was an okay, okay, coffee shop okay. in Toronto mm. where you, you pay however much you want to pay. Right. They shut down now. I don't think. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm <laughs> no. Okay. So I take that back. I will have Wi-Fi, but it will only be active during certain periods of the day. There will be sessions, Wi-Fi mm. free sessions where it is just about conversation and nice. music. Cause it's very much, I want this jazz element to it. I want, this piano always there sitting situ at the back of the coffee shop that's mm. playable. Um, I want a, a mic that's always there, ready to go, and a stage that's always there, ready to go. And there'll be evening like sessions where music is played. Consistent open mic night. Yeah. And then to have a ban on Wi-Fi so nobody's looking down at their phone. Mm. Everybody's looking up and listening and enjoying the conversation. Wow. Mm. Yes, yeah, I guess it's quite that. common here now. They have an, uh, a beer license, and it's sort of like it's a, it's like a bar, it's a bar mm. stroke coffee store that posts seven o'clock. The lights mm-hmm. dim down, and they, you know, you mm-hmm. can get a beer during the day, but it sort of turns into like, not like live bar, but just like you know, yeah. nice quiet, quiet chill bar with a bit of music. 
that's what this we just don't have that in this country at mm. all. Like it's always it's nightclub, club, club, club pub. loud music. Just it's never anywhere where forty to sixty year olds can go and enjoy that speed of life. Mm. You get what I mean? It's always the youth speed of life or nothing. Like, uh, is there anything like the Friends Coffee Shop? Or no, not quite that. That's, that's not too quite bustling. that. No, that's <laughs> too. That, it's, well, it's not too, too bustling. I'd like, I'd like that sort of bustle. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I like the success. <laughs> yeah, but just not that sort of vibe. But it's more chilled. Mm. So it's like a date night, but mm. for coffee. Couple of board games in the corner. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we're looking for, and it's going to be called the Dogged Page Cafe. Nice. You're gonna to have to be dog friendly though. People are definitely gonna. Oh, I thought it was one of. Do you do a puppuccino? Yeah. A puppuccino. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. There we uh, go. Let's, let's, let us know what you thought of Legends and Lattes. Mm-hmm. Peace, Dean. Uh, Again, like and subscribe to the channel. Um, mm-hmm. Give us some thoughts and feedback. It would be wonderful. Yeah, hit uh, us in share, the comments. Share with your friends. Hit us in the comments, or we've got an email attached to all our little uh, uh, mm-hmm. description thingies. Send us some love there. Yes, please do. We got and... we got an email the other day, didn't we? First one. Yeah, it was disappointing though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was... we can we can help you improve your your podcast. Do you want help? Do you need help? I was like, oh man, <laughs> what? Oh man, <laughs> come on. Okay, wonderful. Mm. Thank you Don't again be... for joining us. Yeah, go enjoy the heat wave. Uh, remember to wear sunscreen. Mm-hmm. there i want to thank you for listening and i hope you enjoyed join us again next episode and until then support your local bookstores and have a great day